welcome to the fourth episode of my podcast titled Why I Serve. Today we are interviewing Rich Jesswine. Thank you for coming on the show, Mr. Jesswine, and thank you for your service. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little about yourself, um, what branch of the military you served in? I served in the Navy. I joined the Navy when I was uh, 17, right out of high school. The reason I joined is I had no idea what I wanted to do in life. And so I had asked my father, what should I do? He said, either go to school or get a trade. So I thought, well, okay. So then I talked to the guy, what trade? He said, work for the telephone company. You always have a job. So I called the telephone company and said, if I join the Navy, what will you hire me? And they said, yeah, I can become an intercommunications electrician. So I went to the Navy and told them what I wanted, and they, they gave it to me. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's basically how I got started. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you serve and what time period? I was served in uh, the West Coast. I was, I was on board two ships. My first ship was the USS Kearsarge. She was an anti-submarine aircraft carrier. And then, my, then I went to school uh, for IC, intercommunications, and I picked up my second ship out of San Diego, the USS Constellation, CVA-64. Um, we spent the whole time off the West Coast. Uh, I served from 19, September of 61 through July of uh, 64. Okay. Um, uh, the ship was in Vietnam in June of 64. Which ship was that? The Con- Constellation. 64. And you joined the military at 17? Yep. Um, what was the decision like to join? Well, as Bruce had said, that the, uh, um, you know, you're young, you're foolish, nothing can happen to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, you know, I was, in, I was in school when the Cuban crisis occurred, mm-hmm. and we were all gung-ho that we wanted to go to Cuba so that we could, you know, uh, didn't. But you know we were ready to go. Yeah. And, and uh, again, nothing can happen to a seventeen or eighteen year old. Yeah, especially after getting sort of hyped up by everything around <laughs> you. Yeah, exactly. And because you were feeling sort of gun ho, was that sort of the decision to serve and what that felt like to you? No, you mean uh, is, was that was I nationalistic thinking? Is that what you mean? Did, yeah, did sorry. my com- country. No. Um, again, my my main reason to get into the military was to uh, to learn a trade. Mm-hmm. So, did you believe that benefited you after you learned your trade? Oh yeah, in many ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. I did learn it. I did learn a trade. I did use that trade. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I, I learned a trade, and it got me started in the electrical industry uh, when I got out of the service. But also, uh, you know, it taught you discipline. The military gave gave me time to mature, mm-hmm. gave me to time to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, mm-hmm. you know, how to go about doing it. Mm-hmm. And do you have any regrets in enlisting? No, no, none at all. It was it was like I say, uh, it it allowed me to mature, and it was one of the things that I'm glad I did it, but I wouldn't want to repeat it. Really? Okay. Yes. And uh, what was it like serving on a ship in the Navy? What was it like? Um, it was 
close quarters. Uh, we were uh, slept like six in an area by uh, six by 12 or something like this, stacked four high. Um, the good news is that on the con constellation, you had a metal area to sleep on. In the Kearsarge, it was a uh, um, canvas so that if you were on the bottom, you had somebody else's hanging right over you. <laughs> so that it was it was close quarters. Yeah, so, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, did uh, that bother you too much or? No, no, no. no. Again, most of my time was on the county, so that, yeah, uh, uh, it was it was close, but it was not uncomfortable like it would have been on the Kearsarge. Yeah, kind of manageable. Manageable. <laughs> well said. <laughs> And a lot of people talk about who, those who have served on submarines say it's like really tight in a submarine. I could I could not imagine uh, serving on a sub. Yeah, I, I have a friend that that was, and uh, you know when you're six months when you don't see sunlight. Yeah, I just you know on a carrier you you know you're, you're on a flight deck and you can you know watch things and you know get sunlight. Every time you went overseas. Um, there would be a Russian bear aircraft flying over us. Really? It was like a, a four four engine bomber, and uh, you know we would shoot off our planes, and we had them, you know, two above them and two below them, keeping watch on them. And, yeah. And all of us in ship's company were on the flight deck waving and taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, stupid young kid people. So, yeah. But. Yeah, uh, and feel free to inform your friend about this podcast or have him talk to me about maybe coming on and sharing his experiences. I'll do that, yeah. All right, thank you. Um, where did you go when you were in the Navy or on the on the ships? Uh, again, uh, we spent, the, the, the county spent two uh, cruises in the Westpac. Westpac means you, you go from San Diego to... Hawaii to the Philippines to we went to Formosa then we hit Japan uh, we were a number of ports in Japan Yakuska was our home port but we would cruise in and around uh, the islands and, and then you know back to uh, San Diego and back home so we, we would be nine months away from home and three months stateside mm -hmm. and did you enjoy that whole experience what was it like for you going around the world Oh, that's one of the reasons I joined the Navy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that I could, you know, again, young and foolish, but I wanted to see the Navy and see the world. Yeah, you know, I did report a little, but I saw a lot of it. And uh, um, it was interesting. It made you realize how lucky we are yeah. to be living in the U.S. I remember going to uh, the Philippines, and, you know, this was like in 62. And, you know, it wasn't that far away from World War II. And you could still see the damage of, of the war and the trees behind there, really? and the and, and the people that, that uh, there there were no uh, paved roads. It was just dirt. There were there, you know, the, the people would be washing themselves in a muddy old river. Mm -hmm. um, it was you just learned to appreciate. They would they would come aboard our ship both in Japan and in the Philippines, and uh, at the lunch, at dinner time. Mm -hmm. And whatever food we didn't eat, they would take it and scrape it in a bucket and take it home to their families. Really? So that 
again, yeah, it was, uh, it just when you realize we are lucky. Mm-hmm. And did you ever get to step off the ship and kind of walk around those areas, or were you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly, well, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, we, we go to Hawaii. Yeah. Too expensive to stay in Hawaii, <laughs> and then I lost the ship. Yeah. But uh, we were in the Subic Bay, Philippines, and then we got to go off, get off the ship, have a drink or two, and then go on, on back on. Um, then we hit, you know, in Japan, we hit a, a, a lot of them, and, and what they had was a cruise book that we had after the cruise. Mm-hmm. And that would show us oh, wow. all the different places that we went to, all the Hong Kong things. Mm-hmm. But it was, and then and then they talked about you know, uh, how we, what happened at sea. Yeah. Wow. So that, uh, was that the ship you were serving on there? Yeah. Wow. So it was. It was a. Uh, it was, it was interesting. Yeah, that's definitely, that's really cool. Um, what was the favorite place you stopped at outside the United States? Favorite place outside? Actually, I'd say Hong Kong. Really? Oh, it's, it was, uh, you went there and, number one, you could get a brand new suit, tailor-made, best material, in, uh, I don't know, in three days for like, I Twenty-five dollars. Really? Oh, it was wonderful. I I I, I ended up getting a uh, a gray uh, a shark skin or something, like and it, and it held up. The material held up well. It was the stitching that did not hold up well for U.S. dry cleaning. Hmm. But um, I had that suit for a long time. So you definitely enjoyed that oh, trip yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Hong Kong was good. Mm-hmm. And were uh, being in the military and obviously from the United States, were you and your comrades accepted or sort of cast off? Overseas? Yeah. Um, no, I think think we were accepted uh, because exactly because we spent money. Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> you know so that you know everybody when when the ship pulled in. All the prices for everything went up twenty <laughs> percent. <laughs> yeah, particularly when you get an aircraft carrier that's got five thousand people on it. Yeah, you know, that's that's a big boost in their economy. Yeah, definitely uh, happy to see some customers. <laughs> yes, they are. They were. So. Um, were you nervous at all about serving in the military? You know, I think the nervous part was just the change. You know, I was. You know, again, I was seventeen years old. I had no idea what the world was like. But as far as the military, no, you know, it's just you're young and foolish and stupid, you know. And, and uh, uh, so we had, so I had, yeah, no, not at all. So yeah, I was enlisting and serving was basically the thing to do. Also, it was required that you sign up for the draft. But did you feel you were supported by those around you? Um, you know, I never really thought about the. Uh, about the draft because I knew I was going in right while I was still in high school. Yeah. Uh, did I get the support? Yeah, my dad supported me because he had to sign the papers for me to join the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and at that time, it was before 
Vietnam, and we, it was a police action. So there, there was not a lot of uh, people, you know, going to Canada and going. When I joined, yeah. when I came back, and yeah, people spit on us and, and really, uh, yeah, we were. I got out early uh, because I wanted to decide that working for the telephone company was not for me. Really, in the middle of January in Chicago, climbing pole. Yeah. So I, uh, so I decided to take my dad's other advice and go to school. Mm-hmm. So I went to junior college, and there were people at the school that were ex-military, mm-hmm. and then there were people going to school just so they didn't have to become involved in the military. Yeah. And uh, so that was always an interesting time at these at the the college that we, mm-hmm. we were going to. And at that point, when you got out, was it '64? You said yes. And that wasn't really the peak of the Vietnam War, was it? Not the peak, but you know our planes were taken off, fully loaded with bombs, and coming back empty. Really? So, yes. So there was distress within America about what they were doing, or I guess con or. Yeah, conflicting thoughts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In 64. Yeah. Yeah, not that much in 61, but in 64. And being someone who had served there and, I guess, been involved with it, what was that like to come back and see negative reactions to your service? You know, you just got mad. You know, what's the matter with these people? You know, it's, it's this is, you know, your, your president is telling you this is what you got to do. Your elders are telling you this is what you ought to do, and and there's this chicken, you know. Yeah. I'm going to go to Canada or I'm going to go to college so I don't have to serve. Yeah, and you know you're, you said you joined the Navy uh, to be hired by the telephone company, mm-hmm. and you said you stopped working for the telephone company. Did you still use your skills you learned in the Navy afterwards? Absolutely. Yeah, I. Uh, it, what it taught me was the basics of electricity. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I got out, I, I got an associate degree in electronics technology, and then I got a, a bachelor's and a master's. But I worked in the electrical industry my whole career. Okay. So definitely gained experience, gained knowledge. Absolutely. So no regrets in that sense? None. That's good. And, of course, that helps become a little bit more handy around the house. <laughs> yeah, the wife appreciates it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what was the best thing about surfing for you? Best thing with surfing? Mm. What was the best thing? I think it was, like, like you said, comradeship. Uh, you know, I, I'm still today friends with uh, a, a gentleman who started out in, in Massachusetts and now he lives in North Carolina. But he and I still talk two or three times a, a year, you know, on the phone back and forth. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, you get that, that comradeship that, that it, it just never leaves. Yeah, so the sense of connection, I guess. Yes. And yeah. were you ever actually in Vietnam or you just awe in the, in the sea? Um, I was not on land. Mm-hmm. Um, what we did was the ship cruised Tonka Bay and we would make a, a big rectangle in Tonka Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we were in the, near the land, on that rectangle mm-hmm. at night, yeah. you see the flashing of the guns. Really? And then if we were near the land during the day, you'd, the, uh, you'd see the Vietnamese people in their black uh, 
pajamas and their dugout canoes try to get away from us because the ship was so big and mm-hmm. same time easily. So. Yeah. Uh, what was the worst thing about serving, or did you have any? Um... You know, the military is not a democracy. Yeah. And 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 that's you know if you were a free thinker you're you, you're not going to get too far in the military. Yeah. So I think that's that. That's what bothered me the most, and along with, uh, um, you know, if one person screwed up, everybody got punished for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and in that regards of I guess being told what to do all the time. Was there ever something that you were ordered to do you felt was either unjust or you shouldn't be doing or didn't deserve? Um, uh, let me think. That's, that's kind of a hard question. Yeah, it's a bit of a loaded question. Mm, you know, again, I didn't. I felt, I think I was more of a free thinker than what the military would have, would have wanted me to be. And, and so I looked at some of these folks that were lifers that were in the military their whole career. I didn't think that they were the sharpest tack in a drawer. Really? And, and, uh, <laughs> so that, uh, uh, yeah, I had to do what they told me to do, and I did what they told me to do, but I didn't really care. Uh, I, I didn't really you know, want to do a lot of things yeah. what they told me to do, and, and some of it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, just do it just because we say to exactly right yeah and that sort of group punishment or group suffering kind of lends the whole idea of brotherhood and saying oh remember we did this together we suffered together yeah Yeah. (laughs) true Uh, what was the most memorable experience you had about the military or being in the military memorable experience again being able to see the world it was uh, uh, it was an eye opening thing for me anyway Mm-hmm. Just a, a young guy that wanted to see the world. and was able to see the world because of the military, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I don't know, and, and, and took it get me started in my life. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was probably the, the most difficult thing. I was thinking about looking at your paper here. The most difficult thing I had to do was uh, the county. Constellation. Mm-hmm. She was built on the East Coast and she went around the Horn. But on her maiden voyage, uh, she blew up two boilers. Really? And killed about, I don't know, half a dozen uh, uh, workers there. So part of my job was to climb aboard these boilers and, uh, and make sure that we weren't, they weren't making uh, uh, smoke. So climbing aboard one of these boilers that were lit off, kind of nerve-wracking. Nerve-wracking. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, Do you think you still would have had the same idea of wanting to serve had it been in a different time period, either past or present? Uh, Yes. Uh, You know, as a young person, I I did not have uh, any specific goal for my life. You know, I had no idea what I wanted to do, no idea what I wanted to be. And I, again, I don't think, I don't think it would be changed today, you know, Mm -hmm. if I was a young person. Yeah. Uh, Granted, today there are so many more opportunities. Yeah. But uh, that just adds the confusion. Yeah. uh, I think young people need time to mature and figure out what they want. 
some people know, you know, right off. You know, my, my brother knew when he was in, going to high school what he wanted to do in life. Mm-hmm. Didn't do it, but that's what he wanted. He knew what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I just no idea. Yeah, just, I guess, having a plan of what you want to do. Yeah. And today, college and going to college is a lot more expected. And the military and choosing that, I guess, path is not chosen as much as... But I think it's changing. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you're looking at, at, at the way um, the cost of college... Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, uh, is, 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 ...is a hindrance to, you know, some folks. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, the alternative is, you know, getting a trade or going to, going to the military. Um, yeah. You can, you can make a nice living after eat both of, both of those. Yeah, and nowadays, you know, there's incentives to join the military, like getting your tuition paid. I forget what that bill or act was called, but... Well, you know, back then, though, they, they had the... Uh, uh, I can't... What, what was it? GI Bill. Yeah, yeah. The GI Bill, so that when I got out and I was going to college, and actually I was working and going to school at night school, it was like a second job because the military paid me and then the company I worked for paid me to go to school. So it was a good deal. That's pretty good. Um, and now that, I guess, our military is enlisting only, there's not a draft, do you think that has changed uh, the meaning of what's serving your country? You know, I don't agree with that. I, I, I believe that both men and young men and young women should spend uh, a couple of years in serving their country, not necessarily in the military, um, but serving their country, whether it's, uh, what was it, that there was one where they would go overseas, and the Peace Corps, you know, they could, they could serve in the Peace Corps, yeah. they could serve, there are many ways that they can serve their country, but I think it, that that would foster more nationalization, more, or maybe say less uh, of, of revolting against in what's going on today yeah. within our country. Yeah, and that kind of, like serving doesn't necessarily mean you have to go pick up a gun and fight somebody. Right. And I think that a misconception is that if you join the military, you have to be like a boots on the ground, front lines person. But yeah. that's not really what I've observed to be true. Most of it. I, what, what do they say? Well, for every rifleman that's there, there's seven people behind them that, really? that are supporting them. Wow. And so if you start looking at that, it's, there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, for sure. And you kind of said about before, but do you have anything to share with uh, the young men and women of my generation who are considering the armed forces or currently serving? Well, uh, I think, again, that it would be a great idea for all the young people to to just, you know, give service Mm -hmm. to to the country. But, uh, and the ones that are in there, you know, they're doing a great job. I applaud them. Mm-hmm. And especially kind of like how conflict has changed recently. I mean, even since World War II to Vietnam, like the, the idea of guerrilla warfare. Yeah. Um, I mean, even back to our starting in the revolution of warfare has been drastically changed. It has. It has. And now, and now it's so much more technical. You know, I you just see the advertisements of, of you know, the, the, the women and the men. Yeah. Uh, uh, just you know, doing all this technical stuff that just boggles my mind. Yeah, I think that's, I guess, an attempt to entice the younger generation into, hey, look what you can do. It's not just 
yeah. you know, fighting terrorists. You can do this, that, and the other. Like your experience with electrical engineering or technicians, right. and, and how you can, I guess, do stuff behind the scenes and still lead or still live a fulfilling part of your life, and still come out without regrets. Absolutely. Um, I think that wraps it up. Uh, do you have any last statements, last comments? Uh, I appreciate your, the time you're taking for in asking about our, the military, and I, I appreciate you. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, have a good day. I will. You too. <laughs> <laughs> good.